Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and I have just returned from a long holiday break, feeling nice and rested and uh, nourished from just being able to relax for about 10 days, I think I was able to take off. So if you are a member of the collective, a private client of mine, thank you so much for your grace and understanding of me needing some rest time as well. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday with your family and or your loved ones and that your new year is off to a good start. Um, I want to remind you that open enrollment ends tomorrow. So if you are listening to this episode on the day that the podcast is released, um, Tomorrow is the end of open enrollment. That's your chance of being able to work in the collective at a discounted rate if this is something that has been kind of of interest of you and you've been wanting to save up some money um, or, you know, this is the one time of year that I do offer a discount on some of my services. So, Make sure that you take advantage of that. If you are subscribed to my newsletter, I've been giving information about that the past few weeks. So um, keep that in mind and make sure you sign up before midnight. Um, to Today, the, the topic of the day is uh, when your body doesn't feel like home and some things that you can do about it. So I'm going to be talking about three things that happen as a result of you not feeling like you are comfortable in your own skin or feel uh, not at home in your own body. This happens a lot with scoliosis. And then I'm going to give you three ways that you can counter that and improve um, your comfort in your own body so that you aren't feeling so um, betrayed by your body. And this is something that happens for a lot of people with scoliosis, especially if you suffer in chronic pain and you haven't been able to sort this out on your own. It can really feel like you are just being betrayed on a daily basis and um, don't feel comfortable in your own skin. So um, one, one of the things that happens when you don't feel at home in your own body, um, your body isn't able to heal because you are living in a constant state of fight or flight. So your nervous system is in that sympathetic state consistently that elevates your cortisol, your stress levels. Yes, there is a healthy amount of cortisol that should be um, in in your body on a daily basis, but when you are in that heightened awareness, that that very 
fearful, anxious state, your, your body isn't able to heal and, and recover from any injuries that you are experiencing. Uh, it isn't able to alleviate the inflammation that you might be having in your body. So obviously the, this is a big problem, um, because that's a big reason probably why you're feeling at odds with your body to begin with. Um, you, you feel betrayed by it. You don't trust it because you, um, have experienced this pain for such a long period of time. You've tried other things and it hasn't been helpful for you and the pain is persisting. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You, you're already in this state or you're in this state because of the chronic pain that you're experiencing. And then you can't heal and recover from it because, um, you're in that, that state of fight or flight. And point number two, you, when, when you're, um, not feeling comfortable in your own body, you lose body autonomy. And I've talked about this on another episode. Um, body autonomy is really important, especially if you have a condition, a chronic condition, anything, um, any chronic condition or medical condition. Body autonomy is really important in order to feel comfortable advocating for yourself. And when you don't have that bodily autonomy, you begin trusting other people more than you trust yourself. And that isn't a great place to be in um, baseline, even if you don't have a chronic condition. It's an even worse place to be if you have a chronic condition like scoliosis, um, because it's, it's hard to differentiate, you know, what is fact and, and what is fiction, um, what might be good for you and what might not be good for you. So even for me personally, um, being a scoliosis specialist, I can provide all of this information to my patient or my client in front of me, but if that person doesn't have bodily autonomy and we're doing an exercise that doesn't feel right for them, you begin to lose confidence to speak up for yourself because you trust me more than you trust yourself. And it, yes, I, I can provide a roadmap and I can provide guidelines for you um, for your journey with your scoliosis, for your journey um, recovering from chronic pain, but ultimately you have to be your own advocate. And, um, if you have lost trust with yourself, lost trust with your body, it's very difficult to, um, re it, reform that confidence. So, um, <clears throat> it can be, you know, kind of a, a crazy place to be. And, you know, I've talked about several different examples on this podcast with um, people I've talked to who have, you know, just kind of given up that bodily autonomy 
and they're they're taking their doctor's word for it as you know the ultimate truth and then you know their their life is just kind of taking a back seat and totally either spiraling or um you know they're just missing out on a lot of joy that they could be experiencing because they're taking this practitioner's word as the gold standard and you ultimately have to decide that for yourself um you know a couple of examples the the girl who asked me if it was okay for her to look back and check to make sure if there is any traffic coming when she's riding her bicycle because she was told that she wasn't allowed to rotate um you know obviously you have to be able to to do that in order to live your life you can't walk around like a robot and not do certain movements yes rotation is not optimal for somebody who has scoliosis but every now and then you know functionally rotation is is perfectly fine as long as that isn't the focus of your exercise program uh, another example is a patient of mine who has osteoporosis and her doctor told her to stop walking and she loved walking with her husband outside and her osteoporosis got worse. Um, her bone, meaning her bone density decreased and also her joy and um, excitement for life also decreased. She, you know, what can you really do if you're not able to walk and you're restricting yourself from that? So those are just a couple of examples of things that happen when we lose our body bodily autonomy and uh, begin not trusting our own body. And then uh, finally, the, the other thing that happens is you begin to lose confidence in yourself and other aspects of your life, uh, your marriage, your relationship with your partner, uh, your work, um, your business, even your your relationship with your children can end up suffering because you aren't feeling comfortable in your own skin. And, you know, I think that that is probably one of the, the things that people would be the most afraid of happening because those are things that are very important. And if you aren't trusting your own body, um, on a personal level, it's hard to have that confidence in yourself that carries over into those other aspects of your life. And that might be really obvious uh, to some people, but I think maybe not obvious to other people. So I just thought that, that was a good thing to, to bring up. Now, next I'm going to explain a few ways of how you can begin to feel more comfortable and at home in your own body living with scoliosis. One, one of those ways is learning everything that you can about scoliosis and about your curve. And I think that if you're, you're watching this or you're listening to this, you are a person who likes to be informed. So you're already taking a really great step in 
understanding your condition as best as possible, because this allows you to be your own best advocate and to begin to build that bodily autonomy. That way, when you go to doctor's appointments, you can talk back to your doctor respectfully, have a, have a conversation with them if they tell you certain things like, you know, you can't, you can't lift weights or you can't squat or the only exercise you can do is swimming. You have information at hand to have an educational back and forth with that person, or you're able to kind of disregard what they're telling you and just keep your own peace and not feel like you're completely deflated speaking to that medical practitioner. Um, you know, the, the other thing when you have great bodily autonomy, you're able to go and take exercise classes that aren't necessarily scoliosis specific because you understand your curve. You understand how to make adjustments for yourself, for your curve, for your own body, um, or, you know, make the informed decision to stay away from end range rotation or side bending because it doesn't feel good in your body. You know, that is your body likely telling you that's something that you should be staying away from. So when we begin forcing things, even in scoliosis specific exercise, your body pushes back with resistance to that. So you begin having this tug of war thing that happens um, and that doesn't even include what happens in your mind when you're not listening to what your body is saying. So when you begin trusting yourself, it's like anything, you're building that trust muscle and that builds your confidence over time. Um, the next way to help yourself feel more comfortable in your own skin is to move your body on a daily basis. And that can be as simple as taking a short walk on your lunch break. There's something that happens in your brain chemistry, um, when you begin moving and, um, having these movement experiences or exercise experiences where you're not suffering in pain. So, you know, finding little things that you can do throughout the day that aren't painful, um, don't cause repercussions afterwards. Um, that helps to lower your pain threshold. Um, cause your, your brain is beginning to feel safe. So when you do a movement practice that continues to create pain, then your brain begins to see that as a threat. So we have to begin lowering that, that barrier again, or actually, I guess it would be increasing your pain threshold because you are having these experiences, your, your brain is feeling more safe. So, um, you're less likely to have a pain experience because your brain is feeling more comfortable in that scenario. 
And the the last suggestion that I have for building um, comfort in your own body would be to do some self-massage on a regular basis um, or self-mobilization treatments on yourself. And um, what what this does, you know, I, I could say, you know, lay on the floor and breathe. And I think that that is a really great way of calming down your nervous system, bringing you into a parasympathetic state. You could do some breathing in addition to the self-massage. And um, I have some guided practices that I can provide. Um, I may actually link them to the bottom of this video, some examples of things. But using, gent using your hand um, and even just massaging the area or rubbing the area that has been painful for you, or even rubbing along your back and your curve, you know, that there is um, a receptor in your body called mechanoreceptors, and that releases a positive hormone in your body that helps to calm down your nervous system, makes you feel safe. It's, it's that, um, same response that you feel like from getting a hug or cuddling your child or your dog. Um, it's that same response that you get if you get a massage. Yes, it's different when somebody else is touching you, but it has, it still has a positive effect if you do the touching yourself. Um, I, I really love this topic. I think that it's important. It's something that has come up a lot with my clients when they're having a pain flare up. It can be very scary. Um, actually, I'm experiencing it a little bit myself um, currently. Um, <clears throat> I should have actually talked about this in the beginning, but um, I don't know why I didn't. I actually tore a ligament in my wrist. Man, it was probably... It was in 2011. So now we're, oh, so what? 13 years ago? That's insane. Okay. So I tore this ligament in my wrist. I was right out of physical therapy school and working for a, a skilled nursing facility where I didn't really know what I was doing. I was a new grad from um, grad school. And I had a patient, I was in an area by myself, just so many things that were not okay. Um, and, you know, definitely steep learning curve right after you're out of physical therapy school. Anyway, I had this patient who wasn't able to stand independently and I go, I take them in their wheelchair and we're in the parallel bars and they have a wheelchair cushion and we're trying to stand. And so we go to stand and they begin falling and I'm like, okay. So I, I try and put them back into their wheelchair and the wheelchair cushion kind of gets pushed up behind them so that it's like wedged in between their bottom 
and the back of the seat and the wheelchair cushion is like essentially like pushing them back out of their chair. So I'm like trying to block them. Anyway, I'm lifting them and they're sliding so many things. Like I should have just lowered this person to the floor, but I was panicking and not thinking clearly. And I ended up tearing this ligament in my wrist and had to have surgery for it, all these things. But honestly, it, I had a pretty, not the best patient. I wanted to get back to exercising, weightlifting, pushups, planks, all the stuff um, as fast as possible. So I think that it didn't fully heal properly, but honestly, I've been able to function really well since then. Um, probably the past month or so I've been experiencing like a lot of pain at that area. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you start to get afraid, um, that this is going to be like your, your brain gets crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this pain the rest of my life. And then you like kind of spiral and you go down this whole road that kind of leads to a lot of the things that I was talking about. You lose trust in yourself. You feel deceived by your body, betrayed by your body. And anyway, I'm going to have to practice what I just preached to you. Um, hopefully I'm feeling better soon with this little situation with my wrist. But um, all that to say is I experience these things too. And when you have a flare up, it can be scary. But when you do try and pause, take a moment, find a practitioner that you trust um, in order to learn all these things about your scoliosis, about your curve, so you can be your own advocate, feel comfortable in your more in your own body experience some hoga in your body and um, be able to enjoy your life. Thank you for tuning in. I, again, a reminder about open enrollment. Make sure that you have signed up if you haven't already. Um, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.